Alright, let me just pull up Hulu here. Alright, we could watch, uh, we got Bendit Like Beckham, we got Booksmart, we got Spider-Man, and we got Paris... Oh, oh, who put this movie in my watch list? I, I found it in the back menus of Hulu, should I not have put it there? No. Well, did you watch it? Yes. What's it, what, what's it called? Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Fucking Inception. For Nolan. <laughs> Christopher Nolan's Portrait of a Lady on Fire. That's what Tenet's about. <laughs> Running buses. Kill off it. It's futuristic. Like Carnac the Magnificent. Rewind your VCR. Rewind your cassette. That's what I say when I see a good butt. There's a lot of bum bum in there because I think that there's there's something called bum bum that makes butts good and it's like you inject it and ba 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 ba. That's a significant amount of bum bum you're holding. Oh wow, what are you gonna do with all that bum bum? It's an illegal quantity of bum bum. <laughs> yeah, what are the what are the mandatory minimums for having too much bum bum? Zero point zero four percent bum bum. <laughs> pure uncut bum bum. Pure, a being made of pure bum bum. <laughs> That's the version of Guardians of the Galaxy I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> the dwarves delved too greedily and too deep. <laughs> just want to see uncut bums. Uncut bums. Uncut bums. Just a big flat butt with no with no crack. Uncut. <laughs> yeah, because he, you know everybody talks about the front circumcision, but what they don't talk about is the one around the back. Everybody gets their butt cut, and if you don't, you're pure. <laughs> And don't exist. Lit it open like a peach. And are therefore superior. <laughs> exactly. The master race is the uncut bums. <laughs> Good lord. This is the weirdest version of the sneeches I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, they don't so got ridiculous. slashes on the asses. <laughs> god damn it. This is so right. <laughs> and everyone else is so wrong. So wrong. Dwight Powell come for your soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, um, not him. Exactly. His name's Inigo Montoya. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mix those characters up all the time, you know. Who can tell? Yeah. They look exactly alike. Well, they both so have close. that yeah. sumptuous long hair, and they're dirty, <laughs> and they both are in that movie. Oh, and the pants. And oh, the, yeah. They wear they're pants. Both pants. They both wear pants. How am I, yeah. character designers, come here, come here, sit down, sit down. <laughs> How am I supposed to tell the difference between characters if they all wear pants? I don't get yeah. it, yeah. What am I supposed to look at? Metaphorically speaking. Metaphorically right, speaking. Right, right, right. We all wear pants. We all wear pants. Metaphorically <laughs> speaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Welcome to Contextual Deviants. My name is Christian Hagen. Each episode, we watch a movie and then we talk about it through a series of randomly generated critical contexts given to us via our contextual computer or via me reading from our contextual computer out loud because we're still recording remotely. Welcome to those of you who haven't checked in in a while or who are listening to us for the first time. Sorry, uh, it's not our usual sound, but it's for a reason. It's for safety. We are advocates for public health. Stay closed, economy. Um, uh, but so, <laughs> I guess that's that's the energy I'm starting the episode. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, time to dial it back. <sighs> Joining me as always are my dear friends and co-hosts, Mr. Matthew Bond. Hello. And David Gucci. True or false? I've eaten three apples today. True. Wait, true. hang on. Mm-hmm. False. It's true. It's true. Damn it. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, did, were they all stacked on top of each other? Yeah. So that you could determine when someone says something is three apples high, exactly what they're referring to. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of people use, yeah, is it bigger than a bread box? I'm like, how many apples is it? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's, you know uh, how you measure a hands with a horse? You know how you measure your hands with a horse? Uh, uh, yeah, you right. do. Uh, yeah. Hang on. Uh, hang on there. No, no questions. <laughs> I got what? it. What? <laughs> You'll have to tell me why you're confused, because I sincerely do not understand. Yeah, actually, that is what I do want to know. Measure your hands with a horse. Which part of the horse would you measure your hands with? Eyes. The horse. Oh, yeah. The eyes. eyes. The, <laughs> horse, the horse part. Yeah, the horse part of the horse. You know the horse part. Uh, yeah. That's what the that's what synecdoche New, synecdoche New York is about. <laughs> horses are the part of horses that you measure your hands with is horses. Oh, synecdoche New Horse is so good. <laughs> I love it's the that Bojack movie. Horseman version of it. Oh, that's so good. Um, well, uh, that certainly brings us to the movie we're discussing today. Absolutely, uh, Gallup Seymour Hoffman. Is that something? <laughs> yes, it, it's everything. It not only is something, it's the most thing. <laughs> I love that thing. Um, oh, listeners, this is the, this is the tone. This is <laughs> it. Stay closed. It. <laughs> Stay closed. Um, all right. So we're continuing our romantic theme, uh, which was not an intentional theme, and doesn't really fit because it's not all in one month so i can't be like this is romance month we just happen to do two romances in a row but unlike the last one where it was about two sex addicts having a relationship blossom over many years now we have two repressed french women meeting and falling in love only over a matter of days Mm. so that's the connection I'm deciding. The <laughs> film we watched is 2019-slash-2020's Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh, the French-language film from a director whose name I can't remember and probably couldn't pronounce. Yeah, fair. It is, I will a, it, <laughs> it is a serene, uh, very minimalist uh, drama, a period drama set indeterminately, I think in the... I don't even know what time period it's set in. It's kind of I'm hard to totally tell. I'm not confident on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely sometime, you know, they were still rowing boats. Right. Say and that. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be like a... Oh, man. I don't even know. That's the thing. They it's really ro- difficult. Oh, yeah. It's tough. They didn't go to a hospital, though. <laughs> they sure didn't. 
Um, it was pre-hospitals. That, it was pre-hospitals. <laughs> is 19 PH. In the film, uh, Marianne and Eloise are the two stars. Marianne is brought in to paint a portrait of Eloise, who's about to get married to a Milanese man that she's never met, who was originally going to be married off to her older sister, but her older sister committed suicide while Eloise was living at a convent. So Eloise moves back to the home, and now she's being forced to marry, and this portrait is going to be part of the marriage in some way. It's like a traditional thing. Uh, And so she can't know that she's getting painted, so Marianne has to follow Eloise around on this island, very isolated, and watch her and paint her, and then they end up falling in love, and Mm. it's a beautiful story. Lately I found if I ever need to make myself cry, which I don't need to, Mm. but sometimes you need to cry. Sometimes you need to Uh, cry. Thinking of the last shot of this movie uh, does it. Oh man, like every time. It's very good. Yep, it's one of the most perfect, beautiful last shots of a film ever. Super memorable. I'm going to yeah. probably remember that last shot for the rest of my life. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. All right. Whew. Let's get started. Context number one. One of these characters is imagining the whole thing. Oh, my. Who is it? That seems very plausible. Yeah, <laughs> like actually. For, for uh, specifically Eloise. Especially for Eloise. Yeah. Um, and I think that that relates somewhat to the text. There's actually a line, yeah. and this is something I wanted to get into, so I'm really glad this is coming up so early. Mm. Uh, uh, I only, I don't know much French. I only know a bit, and then from there I can context clues kind of figure out what people are saying. But there's a sure. line in the movie when the two of them are discussing sort of their relationship and how they fit together and whatever. And Eloise says that uh, Marianne, like that she'd always imagine, like says something to the effect of like, oh, I've always imagined someone like you. Right. And, uh, and Marianne's like, oh, you dreamt of me? And she says, and in the translation, I believe it's something like, uh, or yeah, no, it was like I imagined you was the translation. But the way uh, the word she uses is conceive, which is uh, very close to conceive. Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously, if they were to translate that literally into English, would have slightly different context because right. the way we use the word conceive is a verb. But yeah. if you're thinking about it in terms of the fun. abstract sort of like I brought you into being by thinking of you kind of thing, yeah. it, it, it sort of creates this sort of like they have this cosmic connection but if we're thinking about it in terms of a movie where someone is imagining the whole thing that literally would be yeah that's that pretty means. good uh-huh yeah that's the window right there that's, I mean, that, yeah. that's it right there for 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 her yeah that's it baby. And I mean, it, make, it makes perfect sense she's struggling against a, a marriage she doesn't want you know she wants to escape and you know she's got latent feelings clearly that just haven't been uh, able to flourish okay here's the question though i know i know that this context says the whole thing so does that Mm -hmm. mean everything from the first frame of this movie to the last frame of this movie is fiction or oh yeah or does it mean that marianne still came and painted that portrait but their romance was made up like what is the whole thing well Mm. let's let's try okay how about hypothetically, yeah, if yeah, we yeah. were, this one's for you, David, hypothetically. <laughs> one's for me, thank you, Christmas. Because of the hype, because it's a hypothetical question. Apparently, you're the only one who can get this. I'm the authority. You're a resident hype man. Yeah. Our... <laughs> <laughs> hypothetical, baby. <laughs> DJ hype. I, I don't know why I'd ever put that together before. That's beautiful. Um, 
hypothetically, if we were to do it where it has to be someone who's imagining the whole thing, yeah. who would be the most likely candidate? I still think Inclu- it's Eloise. I mean, I mean, Eloise is the strongest, but she yeah. might not uh, have the forethought, uh, the foresight to think of sort of like their relationship later on, or maybe she'd imagine a, like a happier ending for them. What I um, like. What about if it's Mary? I mean, it's Marianne or Eloise, probably. It could, <laughs> like, be, those are, it could be Marianne. But it, I was thinking Sophie just as like Sophie. a... Sophie would be very fun. Yeah. yeah cause just as out of boredom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she, she, she works on this really, like, in this very empty house on the middle of an island that takes a lot of work to get to, apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's got to be bored out of her mind. So in yeah. that context, maybe, maybe Marianne does show up, but, like, she's very different. And they don't have a sexy relationship at all, but Sophie wants to believe that they do, so she like makes right. up the whole thing as a fun little uh, canvas to paint upon, mm. so to speak. So to speak. <laughs> what about if it's Marianne, and the only thing that she isn't imagining is seeing Eloise from across that theater at the end of the movie, and she sees her and extrapolates all of that. Uh, as like a daydream basically as like i do kind of love that what if what if i had an amazing like affair and it was my my dream of painting a person and getting to intimately know them and them sitting for me and fall in love and then i introduce them to this piece of music and they feel it like it's a it's a really really lavish daydream that she has because she basically develops a crush on the lady that's sitting across the theater from (laughs) like trying to figure out what causes emotional reaction to music like that yeah, and just kind of making yeah. a story in your mind. Right. Kinda. Yeah. 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 Well, and I mean, there is some support of this potentially if we were to go down this route, because when you look at the portrait, the titular portrait of the lady on fire, mm. it doesn't, ex- it doesn't really match the scene of her actually seeing her on fire. It's in like a wide open field. You're right. Um, from a far distance, whereas it, they were in sort of like a clearing in the middle of the woods. Yeah, and she was next uh, to a kind big of on fire. a beach, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and next to a big fire, and yeah, and, and pretty close by. So it, it it almost implies that she's going off of sort of like a vague memory or like an idea more so than a than a an actual image, like a mental image of a memory. Um, so I wonder, yeah, I mean, that could be fun. I mean, not fun, but it could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the easy one to punch is Eloise because she's the one that needs to escape from her class context, etc. more. But Sophie is maybe the number two if you think of, are you bored and do you need something to think about or imagine that would be better than what you have now? Well, and I would yeah. also say that because of her situation with uh her pregnancy i mean Mm. she fully gets an abortion in this movie which by the way when you look up the plot summary of this movie on wikipedia it doesn't mention it at all and i'm (laughs) like that's a pretty important thematic element in the middle of this movie but anyway um she's probably you know she, she might be thinking of a life that you know she wants a beautiful version of that she wants it to be okay um, and to have these two people comforting her uh, and having this sort of womanly bond right. of of sisterhood and, and being able to, you know, it's okay. You know, it's it's to feel that comfort and togetherness, I think, would be something Sophie would probably really want to latch on to at that time. And maybe Sophie's reality looks a lot more like 
Eloise's suitor or whoever like comes for dinner that one time. Mm, maybe. And, and it's just like cold and boring and dull and men are around. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, if only it were not this. Like, if only it were not just this thing where I don't even get seen as a human being. Yeah. 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 Well, that one, that one, that one got kind of real. Yeah, um, yeah. I have a I feeling mean, this movie's going to do that to a lot of them. That's, <laughs> that's true. The thing. That's it's, true. it's not exactly a fun little romp in the grass. Wait, can you do that sound effect where you punch yourself in the stomach? Oh, shit. Um, let me see if I can summon up that demon again. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was something like that, right? A little more sensual. It was, it was a bit more delicate than that. A bit more airy. Uh. <laughs> no, you're, getting, you're much closer, but also creepier. Mm. <laughs> oh, there we go. That, that's bringing me back to last, last episode. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah, that's it right there. <laughs> I only get you only get three per context. I'll do another three at the end of the next context. Oh, thank God. Okay. All right. Well, that's a, the listeners. Stay tuned. Uh, all right. Let's do another one. Make it a musical. Okay. Okay. This will be fun. Yes. Uh, all right. So now we get to see what it would be like for Portrait of a Lady on Fire to be a musical. Uh, and once again, unless David really wants to, we're not writing songs. <laughs> the first, the first song in the movie opens. It's kind of like <laughs> Belle in Beauty and the Beast. Yes, uh, where it's very much an I hope kind of song. Like I wonder what life is going to have in store for me type vibe of Marianne uh, on the boat. But I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, um, I think that beginning part isn't a song where she's on the boat and she like oh, the paint falls out and everything like that. Like that just kind of sucks. That's no fun. Nobody wants to sing. Well, a song. no, but it would be that beginning scene where she's uh, uh, showing like she's teaching that art class. Oh right, there's a who who got that painting out from the stock. I shouldn't have. Right. No, no don't. That, no, put it back. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that painting. <laughs> Like just sort of, but but like Beauty and the Beast, like Belle's yeah. "I Want" song is sort of like it starts with her just sort of like ru- you know, walking through the village and just doing mm-hmm. her daily routine. Mm-hmm. For her, it would be teaching this art class, and it's sort mm-hmm. of like that's her daily routine. And then she gets interrupted by seeing the portrait. Just, of the yes, lady on yes, fire. and then the music cuts. It's like, <laughs> what portrait <laughs> is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You might be wondering how I got here. <laughs> it is a little like bit like that. Story. It is the longest, slowest, most silent record scratch in film history. Yeah. <laughs> but there, but it is a record scratch moment because it is a. Er, you might be wondering what that painting means. Let me tell you, viewer, and off we go. But it's just incredibly classy. And what's especially great about it is that she's clearly she's not telling the class about what happened. Like she's not telling them this story. No, this isn't how I met just, your mother. She tells them the name of she tells them the name of the painting, and then it yeah. fades into the story. And I like to imagine that she's still standing in front of these kids. <laughs> Silently. <laughs> Just silently Just thinking about her eyes glassed over. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, that's a great idea. I love that. Maybe. Oh, wait. Can I, can I double back on the last context? Um, you sure can. One of those students is imagining the whole thing. Oh, yeah, they found the painting and then they extrapolate the story. Uh-huh. Yes, because yep. they see her reaction to yep. it being so whatever, and they're like, "What could that possibly have been?" Yep. Yeah. Oh my god, that makes yeah, that makes sense. That one might check out the best of any. Can <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we miss it? Anyway, yeah. back into this. There's, there's so few characters. <laughs> right. One of those students that barely has a line. Maybe one of them. Like pretty much the only one we didn't talk about is the countess. 
Mm, right. Oh yeah, she is there. She is there. Why would she want that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's she kind of comes off like the bad guy in, the, in this right. whole story. If there yeah. is, one, even though like is. you can tell she, if she could change things, she would. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She's still like that's the thing is there isn't really a bad guy. It's more just like bad circumstances. She, she's like yeah. a clock. She she represents like all right, time's ticking. You got to stop falling in love and give me that painting. You know that kind of thing. But she's <laughs> hey, not. Give me that painting. <laughs> hey, give me that painting. Give me that painting. That painting. Uh, she's much like Thanos in that way because she's so inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> so she is so much like Thanos. She's the and she yeah. snaps her fingers and half of the two of them <laughs> disappear. <laughs> it's true. She's like so Get out. dumb. And there and there one goes. <laughs> okay, so let's t- let's get, let's get back to talking. What about is this one again? This musical. Oh, wait, this is musical. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, so I think the first song that I was actually thinking of is a. I like the idea of her setting up a classroom and being like, "The brushes are ready. Here is the canvas." <laughs> <laughs> We're still on the opening I am song. Santa, and I'm going to. Paint. You know, it's like something like that. That's the opening song. Yeah, just like that. It's it's a busy work song that establishes the world that she lives in, uh, which mm-hmm. is classic mm-hmm. Disney specifically. And yes. uh, but then I think the actual first good song is her imagining what Eloise is gonna be like, like as she because there's a lot of the movie that is, it's like it leaves us hanging on mm-hmm. what what she's actually going to look like, what her temperament is going to be, because she's kind of this sort of Damocles hanging over the first, like, what, 10 minutes of the movie? 20? More than that, More than that yeah. 20 15, minutes? 20 something. Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah, a yeah. lot. And it's very exciting, because we know that she's a little bit fiery, maybe, or that she's like has a temper or something. We're not really sure. She's also mysterious. And I think her speculating, like, her internal monologue would come out. Because this movie would basically be a bunch of people having internal monologue songs. Because there's yeah. not like that much dialogue to work with. Well, no. right. That that's how musicals are. It's yeah. just like all yeah. subtext gets punted into the music. Yeah. And in fact, totally. I think musicals work best when it's singing to no one. Yeah. yeah. Often, yeah. I'm trying to think or to of, each other. Right. Yeah. Or if it's only singing like Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, no sure, dialogue. Sure. Right. Yeah. Then you get uh, into it a little, but I think that I think that would be a pretty cool song because it would vocalize a lot of the things that she was thinking about and maybe was worried about. Yeah, maybe she'd have like a duet with Sophie, where Sophie is like, she's trying to get Sophie to give her more information about Eloise, but she's Ooh, Sophie's yeah. just being cagey about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that, yeah. and the and the Countess as well, like kind of asking yeah. questions and trying to trying to poke and prod, but everybody's like tight lipped. Huge twist though: the song on the beach is spoken word now. <laughs> yeah absolutely it's slam poetry now. it's slam poetry and it, see the other thing is i was imagining i don't know what you were imagining but i was imagining that this kind of gets phantom of the opera lots of heavy metal influence to the music yeah. okay yes <laughs> lots yeah. of guitars guitars yeah <laughs> big arena drums and smack and there's bass. the whole like edm sequence yeah, the EDM sequence. Where things That's just get rid of when they, when they rub the stuff on their armpits. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That would, be, that would, that would be. be great. Oh, man. That would be just uh, across the universe. If you had to make this... Okay. A lot of musicals these days, because musicals aren't that good and people don't like them that much. Yeah. Uh, fuck you, musicals. Yeah, because musicals. Yeah, no one likes musicals. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I am am kidding. I don't like musicals. I don't either. But 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 my my point is that they'll try to draw people in by saying, no, no, the music is by somebody you like. Oh, you're 
So if it had to be a famous-ish person writing the music of Portrait of a Lady on Fire, who would be the best choice? Uh, Hmm. Eminem. I've got a couple in my... (laughs) He just does the song from Venom over and over again. (laughs) LL Cool J and Eminem working together. I think so. <laughs> he does yeah. the Deep Blue Sea song. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, the collab we all needed on the movie nobody wanted it to be on. <laughs> I mean, he did so. LL Cool J has a history of making songs for uh, you know, French lesbian romances. We That's all true. remember his his song "Deepest Bluest, the Warmest Color." <laughs> <laughs> yes, to that. Oh man, that's good. Oh, he would probably be LL Hot J though for the Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Special edition LL Cool J. <laughs> uh, I was thinking like Lord maybe could be good. Oh, oh, sure, sure, sure. I thought you meant like mm-hmm. the first L would stand for Lord in LL Cool J. I'm still on LL Cool J. <laughs> Lord L Hot J. <laughs> My liege. <laughs> yeah, now that he's doing musicals, he's like Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber goes by Lord, right? So oh, it's yeah. Lord. Oh my God! Oh, That's God. right. He's been knighted. <laughs> LL Cool J is royalty now. Yeah. No, I. Um, he's part of the gentry. That's a good question, and I'm sorry we goofed on it for so long. But also, I'm not sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Lord, David is it, Lord, never apologize. Is this it? is the <laughs> only advice you should take from oh, this, no. and I mean it for everyone. Never apologize for oh, anything. Here's what I would die for. I would mm-hmm. literally oh. die for. Oh, David, no. Joanna Newsom. Yes. Well, yeah. obviously, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. that would be so good. Or Joanna Newsom or maybe, like, a, um, like another Joanna, Joanna Warren, somebody that has yeah. a, a yeah. very ethereal quality and that seems a little timeless because, again, this movie does take place a little bit outside of time in a way. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a chamber piece, and I don't think the... I really like the concept of Lord, but I feel like that would add a modernness to it that I don't want. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's why I resist from saying St. Vincent, even though I really want to say St. Vincent. St. Vincent could do a really good job. I mean, she does, like, you think of songs like Landmines off her first record. If it was more like that kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, she'd be good. I mean, I just meant, like, if they were trying to draw in people right, yeah. drawing money by getting oh money on. okay then i won't say nico well, case but like he's <laughs> also good like it'd be good if i love nico case and she'd be good no nico okay. case would also be good but yeah i think i mean obviously you know you know i'm a super ridiculously big joanna newsom fan so right. yeah. the I, idea of her doing a, a musical version of a movie i already really like would be right would be too much for me it's really I'd probably, good. I'd probably pass out yeah, maybe <laughs> oh man that would be amazing Dang. So would you? Would you? Because this movie doesn't have any music in it, other mm. than the the orchestral piece and that one choral piece in the middle. Yeah, so that kind of because music plays a heavy role <laughs> in it without being in it. Yeah, much. Yeah. It, yeah. It, well, it really emphasizes the music yeah. too. It really, mm. when there is music, it's like a it big deal. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, You're right. So it would be like a complete inversion of what this movie sounds like. Yeah, honestly, like you. something that could exist and should exist. Mm-hmm. It's just a concept album just inspired Ooh. by this movie. Oh, you're mm. right. Get you're a bunch of right. artists together and record music. Yeah, for do it like Hadestown almost, oh. which was a concept album and then a musical. Right. Nice. I mean, you could do that, but you yeah. just do a movie, then a concept album, then a musical based <laughs> on the concept album based on the movie. <laughs> yes. And there then a graphic go. novel based on the musical based on the concept and, album. Based and then on the you movie. turn that graphic novel into a movie. <laughs> and then that movie into a video game. And we got it. 
I definitely I can't <laughs> wait to play the new Portrait of a Lady. I'm on Fire so video excited game. for Fortnite at a Lady on Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Fortnite of a Lady. On Fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. French. <laughs> oh, the French. They do love their, uh, what are those called? Arena shooters. It would have to have rabbits in it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> rabbits. Oh my God. All right, let's, let's do another concert. Yeah, nailed it. I'm going to give you three more of those little ghosties. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that was actually that your best one yet. Do you think that yeah. was it? it or, it's yeah, it's it's more air, less voice. Oh okay. And there's a little bit of a cough at the start of it too. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Give me that. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, just for a good measure. Mm. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Got Nailed it. it. If you pulled a Peter Jackson and split this into three movies, how would you do it? Oh my god! I, I wouldn't. I would, oh my I would, god! I would, fool's errand. I would, it's, it's the foolsiest fool's errand. The foolsiest. Uh. Oh, fools too, still fooling. Like, what are we doing? Okay, well, uh, let's see. If okay, we and, pulled, and, the, and the rules are we aren't we aren't taking any narrative that isn't within the movie correct. itself already. So we can't show. The sister before she committed suicide or anything like that, oh, like that's not an option. I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess we could bend it a little bit because this one it's really difficult. I would like yeah. to see how we can do it if we just keep to it. But also, yeah. I mean, Peter Jackson. Let's face it, he didn't stick to the Hobbit. No, that's true. Um, so he stuck it know. to the Hobbit. <laughs> take that, the Hobbit. Take that, the Hobbit, and New Zealand proper. Yeah. Yes. Also, take <laughs> the that, whole New Zealand. country. Jeez. Genuinely, yes. But um, yep. So let's we want to do it pure first. We want to try. Yeah, let's do that pure, pray. uncut, wow. tri-cut movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Okay, where's ready. the first cut? Yeah, the first cut, is... uh, the first movie is from the line, who brought that painting out, to the title screen. So that whole movie <laughs> is just a bunch of cuts, cuts back and forth. It's a lot of accusations, people pointing at each other. <laughs> no, it's an hour. It's an hour of a full art class. Yep, it's just an art class. It's actually when you start watching it, you think maybe you've pressed play on a YouTube painting tutorial, <laughs> but it's Seriously. actually just an art class from France. <laughs> oh my god and Welcome then it, at the end it's like France. wait but is there a story to this art class there's you've a, stuck it out turn. the whole time that would be kind of a fun way to make it in you know, more interactive a little bit uh, uh i almost said adr what is that arg make it an arg yeah like make it an play. arg yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a portrait of a lady on fire the arg <laughs> <laughs> pretty good so i think that would be the first movie. they get the marketing team from the dark knight to to start oh promoting this movie oh my god no and then the second one would just be the boat ride to just be really really rocky for a long time the whole and, thing is just and then the, boat the, ride. And the third one would be the rest of the movie okay solved it perfect okay. nailed it got it in one move on oh that's 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 real quick speaking of that boat ride by the way yeah oh yeah i don't think anyone i don't know if i've ever seen anyone comment on this the the wave the the way they filmed the boat scene was maybe the smoothest and also mm. most realistic like boat rocking i've ever seen in a movie mm. where the camera is moving with it just enough that it feels mm. like you're actually in the boat without it being so jarring that you like get dizzy yeah 
They didn't like master and commander it where they like overcompensate. Yes. Oh, yeah. where it's either like too still or way too rocky. Yeah. Right. I just love the way that that sequence is shot. Anyway, yeah, yeah. that's a, well, that's a good reference. Like in the future, to be like, how do you do a boat? The answer is <laughs> well. Here's here's a boat that I like. Let me show you this one. If somebody ever asks you, how do Here's I Here's a boat, boat that I like. <laughs> what boats do you like? Rank your top three boats. Rank your... <laughs> you can play Hey, do a boat one. like this for me. Okay, David, rank mm-hmm. your top three boats. Uh, the boat from George of the Jungle, the boat from the movie Dust Boot, and <laughs> the boat from Muppet Treasure Island. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. That's what about you? <laughs> oh, I don't trust boats. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah, they're scary. Who knows where they're going to go? Uh, yeah, and who knows what they're going to do ever. Yeah, boats are so boat. shifty. <laughs> shifty little boats. Boats and hose, man. Boats and hose. <laughs> That's what that was about. <laughs> shifty boats. Shifty <laughs> boats. Hi, I'm Shifty Boats. And I run this town. <laughs> I rent tricycles. <laughs> I run with Corn Pop. My name yeah, is Shifty Joe Boats, but I rent tricycles? <laughs> yeah, yeah wait, what? I don't know. It's a tourism industry. Oh, okay. In it, you know, and it's a growth industry. Speaking of growth industries, let's grow this movie into three movies. Uh, into three um, movies. So I think, uh, spoiler alert, my idea about the beginning of the movie being an art class was a joke. Do we have any real what? ways of trying to split this into three movies? Oh, I feel so betrayed. Oh, here we go. Mm, me too. The first movie ends with their first night together. So the oh. first movie is all build up. It's all that sort of tension... Uh, the the sort of waiting for what Guffman. you kind of know is going to happen, waiting for Guffman. Uh, when Guffman shows he? up, everyone cheers. Um, when Godot is there, man, you have no idea. Portrait of um, Guffman on fire. <laughs> like, our show doesn't have titles because we do the titles of the movies, but if we did, Fortnite of a Lady on Fire would definitely yeah. be the title. Right? 100%. Oh my god. That's definitely going to be in the write-up when he posts the <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, okay, so it ends there. So the second movie, it starts, there's sort of romances happening. And that the second movie is mostly just the affair. But it also has the, I think it would also emphasize more of Sophie's plot. Like, Sophie would be a much bigger character in the second movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's already a pretty big character because there's mm. not that much plot. Mm. Um, but if you had to stretch out a second movie, I think that would be the way to go. It's sort of a, it's like a big romance. It doesn't have as much of the start of the romance, and it doesn't really quite get to the end of the romance. Maybe the the end of the second movie is when the new husband character shows up on the island. Oh, okay. And so there's an impending sense of end, but yeah. it hasn't mm-hmm. quite. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah I kind of like that. I'm into. Or that. maybe is that the start of the third movie? Yeah, I don't know. It, mm. This doesn't sound actually that as improbable as I once thought, because it sounds like the way the BBC, PBC, BB, yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. Sorry, it's that you're thinking. The way BBC and PBS used to like do their like old, like classical period series. It was always so slow and so drawn out. Like so many like twenty minute stories told over like six hour long stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, honestly, this context could just be turned into like make it a mini series at this yeah. point because yeah. that's everything now. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, hey, how do you make it ten episodes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, or even six. and that would be roughly the length of the Hobbit movies. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, you're right. God yeah. damn it, they're so bad. Ugh. 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 
I but, do so, think the pacing of like a PBS classics mystery Dickensian type thing really works. It, it has to work. If it has to. Yeah. 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 Movie, Otherwise, it won't. Otherwise this context doesn't work. Yeah, yeah that's the um, only way that this movie is three movies, unless we completely yeah. change the style. And that's not that's not the context. We can't do that. We can't. Well, I feel like the third movie would be kind of interesting because I, I think it could be there would definitely be more of the of Marianne's life afterwards, mm. and Eloise yeah. wouldn't actually be a part of it other than those two times she gets to see her again. But like oh. she would still be there in sort of as like a phantom or sort of like there would be themes or things that she comes across that remind her of Eloise mm. throughout. <gasps> and then when she sees so that, the it third, would still end exactly the same way. So the third movie is a prequel to the first movie that wraps it brings us back to the point. Yeah. Where the first movie starts. <laughs> that, that, and then it oh ends. That girl, that's that girl so in the cool. art class has been sitting there for so long. <laughs> <laughs> she's, they cut back to her and she's the old lady from the hut that does the, <laughs> it's like, oh, it was you. <laughs> Oh my god. Just everybody's like Thanos style dusted by the time she gets <laughs> Thanos has to come up in every context. <laughs> yep. So I I love uh, I love the idea of her appearing like Eloise not being in the third movie technically. Like they don't interact and it's just about Marianne. Especially because the the groundwork is laid for her being a literal phantom. Like yeah. she's there showing up in that dress being like, Hey, it's me, a ghost. Like that would work. You could just intersperse those sorts of either sound cues or visual cues. It'd be really well, fun. And, and, and I probably have the worst possible reference to explain the uh, worst possible precedent to cite for why that could work as a movie. Yeah. And that would be in twilight. Uh, uh, in, in either, I can't remember if it's new moon or breaking dawn or, I don't remember which one it is, but there's yeah. one where Edward's like barely in it because he's like keeping mm. away from her intentionally because whatever. And so, mm, but he's still like her. love Christian, <laughs> right? But she thinks about him constantly. She'll like sure. see something and it'll be like, oh, Edward. Presumably, I don't. I didn't read the book, and there's no voiceover in the movie that I recall. Kirsten Stewart doesn't just say, oh, Edward. When she I mean, him. I wouldn't put it past the screenwriters of those movies to throw that in there. A piece of toast that's shaped like him, and she's like, mm, my boy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like little symbols um, of things from their relationship together would pop up throughout. And then when she sees her at the end, it's this sort of like catharsis, but also there's a, there's a tragedy to it. Yeah. Just like in the movie as it exists now. Yeah. Um, in its perfect, well-paced form. It's perfect. It would be exactly the same. I wouldn't change it at all. But I would stretch it into three movies. Stretch yes, it. Absolutely. Just like slow it down and stretch it. Mm-hmm. Just, like butter scraped yeah. over too much bread. It's great. <laughs> God, we make so many Lord of the Rings references on this Well, show. it's one of our contexts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're supposed to. It's our job. <laughs> it's our job. It's what we do. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess speaking of work, uh, did, <laughs> keep it did closed. You, did, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Let's do another context. Yeah, yeah. yeah that sounds good. <laughs> oh no! What is it? Ship it. Which character should have gotten together? <laughs> <in the water? laughs> oh no! Well, uh, uh, Marianne and Eloise for sure. Ooh, yes, oh. I'm team Marianne and Eloise. Oh yeah, oh I ship it till they get together at the end. Yeah, I didn't even that's see the ship that. I want to oh, say. Oh no, that's one totally for each ghost. There. Oh my god, I can't believe it. 
Wow, that's such a good ship. I did not see that in the text, but now that you say it, it's totally yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were just buds. I thought they were just buds, too. <laughs> uh, let's do a different context. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, superlatives. Who won? Oh. Who lost? And why? Okay. 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 Uh, all right. Well, we're going to start, of course, the same way we start all yes, of these. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, with everyone's favorite uh, award that has been hailed across time and space. Best quarantine look. <laughs> Honestly, this movie would work great in a quarantine. Yeah, seriously. Uh, like, how isolated must they be on that island? Pretty. Um, they even social distance when they're walking around with each other. <laughs> oh, and they wear, right. like, they wear yeah. face coverings and everything. Exactly. Uh, it's great. Um, best hair. And the movie has very few options uh, but, for this, but, but I, oh, someone's got to do it. And I really, really think it's... Oh, oh man, this is a tough one. They both it's have tough. very good... Both of the leads have very good hair. I think Marianne's yeah. I like more. I think it's... Maybe I... The, the Countess sounds, is pretty great, too. Yeah. Oh, God, that's true. No, I think yes. she wins. I think she has the yeah. best hair. I think the best use of hair for character, for some reason, like, like Marianne's hair communicates more about who she is. Interesting. Is what I think. Like, her I was hair say, is a the big best, part of her face. The best hair shot is when uh, Heloise's uh, hood falls down the first time when they're yeah. out walking. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, and there's man. something about there's something about the way all of that's been built up and the way she's like dressed mm-hmm. and all that. And then when the the hood flops down and you just see, oh, she's she's just she's a woman with just blonde hair. She's just, yeah. she's just a person. Like it's yeah. I, I, but it's still that so shot mysterious. Is really arresting. Yeah. 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 That is the best hair shot. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that award that you know it's the most contentious honor of the Oscars every year. Best hair shot. Oh man. Okay, what other superlatives can we give out? Oh, wait, worst hair. Who's got the worst hair? Yeah, worst hair. Hmm. I mean, probably, hmm. like, uh, that baby in the abortion <laughs> Yeah, stupid baby. Yeah. yeah, fuck that baby's hair. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly did not hair. spend enough time in makeup before he went on set. Ugh. Seriously, fire your person, baby. You know what I'm going to say, though? Uh, you've already said a lot. <laughs> you know what? I have something to say. <laughs> like, what about... Like about, okay, we no, we have to discover worst hair first. I can't just keep introducing new new things. I, I mean, whatever. We don't have a good no, answer for worst no. hair. There's not enough characters. I feel like we solved it with the baby. Yeah, I think yeah, the, the baby. baby well, had pretty let's bad all hair. just agree that the baby had bad hair. He <laughs> <laughs> did. I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah, let's all shit on this French baby. <laughs> that would that actually is the literal translation of the title of this movie, <laughs> but they had to change it. Like portrait de la rue filet en feu is means portrait of a shitty haired baby. Yeah, portrait of a shitty haired baby that didn't care about itself. <laughs> Take a couple minutes. Oh god damn. <laughs> <laughs> Reflect baby. <laughs> portrait of a shitty haired baby is my favorite new wave album title. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, what were you gonna say, David? <laughs> oh, I don't even remember. Oh, the Good. next context that I oh. wanted, or the next not next oh. context, but next part of this context being of course superlatives. superlatives. Yes. I think that we should talk about this is kind of a weird one, but I feel like I have a good candidate for it, and it's like best scare. There were a lot of oh. moments in this movie that made me really worried or nervous in some mm-hmm. way. 
like oh no what's gonna happen and there there's the one where she's like oh no i can't let her see that i'm painting her in my room and i have to like put up that curtain and ask her to leave at the door and those all made me nervous but i think the best one for me was when she was running towards that cliff at the, yeah. at the beginning i was like fuck this no 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 <laughs> stop we stop, just stop, got stop, here stop, stop. <laughs> like i oh, i don't know it just got me so good so maybe yeah. the best thing that got me there's, there's also, like, something terrifying about when she looks at the porch for the first time where the face is missing. Yes. Because they build it oh, up yeah. before. It's yeah. like a horror movie exactly. the way oh. they shoot it, too. The music. Yeah. Well, no, there's no music. It's just silent. That's what it is. That's yeah, the, it's just that's creepy. The, yeah. That was really it's, scary. Yeah. No, no lie. That was scary. Yeah. Whew, I got goosebumps a little bit just thinking about it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Getting bumpy, baby. <laughs> but best thrill is Cliff Jump fake out. <laughs> yeah, Cliff uh, Jump fake out. Yeah. Uh, runner-up goes to <laughs> goes to faceless portrait number one. Yeah, yeah. Two pretty scary things in a really scary movie. Very scary. <laughs> Let me just say, fucking terrifying. How how did you even sit through this? I had to watch it in little bite-sized chunks out in the daytime, saying to myself over and over, "It's not real. It's a movie." If you're afraid of sincere emotions, this movie is harrowing. Oh, and I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, best scare for Portrait of a Lady on Fire. <laughs> scare, yeah. Yeah. You know, worst Obviously. scare when she's actually on fire. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't was no, scared. There was no concern at all. Yeah, I didn't care. I was like, burn. I mean, there's a look on Ellie's face where she's kind of thinking, burn, kind of too. Like she's like, yeah, yeah. she's right. like, yeah, this let is, it. This is where it's. This is my fate now. Yep. Yeah, do it. Just just do it. Burn me, baby. Do it. <laughs> burn me, baby. <laughs> it, it's tough to say best musical instance but i think there are obviously there are three <laughs> like right there are three musical three? instances yes there are three. Yeah. Oh, right because the, of the harpsichord right exactly yeah. and that one yeah. to me was the best uh because 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 <laughs> i was starved before that happened i was so hungry I needed it so bad. And then she sat down and she was like, it's Vivaldi. And I was like, oh, shit, I love this song. It sounds like that, too. And, oh, shit, um, this one's a banger. She's like, oh, shit, let me lay down this sick Vivaldi track for you. Oh, fuck, Vivaldi slaps. <laughs> I got some lo-fi beats for you to paint, too. <laughs> Check out Marianne's SoundCloud page. <laughs> God. Oh man, and uh, and when she forgot how it went, or she like started to mess it up a little bit, that just like mm-hmm. devastated me. I was like, no, 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 you gotta keep it going. I'm loving this. <laughs> it made me legitimately sad, and that made the end pay off more. But I think the best musical instance was that, just because it came out. It was such a riches out of poverty situation. I just yeah. loved it. It was amazing. Well, and the final moment doesn't work nearly as well if that first one doesn't exist yeah that's also very true yeah it, it all builds from there yep you, you can't just watch yeah. return of the king <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's one thing i've learned <laughs> one does not simply just watch return of the king watch into mordor <laughs> watch into oh, mordor no. <laughs> i'm gonna turn my watch into mordor <laughs> um i'm a very bad magician or no, very Ma- good mm. Oh yeah, that was it was Gandalf. Yeah. yeah. That was my Gandalf. Oh, impression. it was Gandalf. It was Gandalf. <laughs> um, what about see. best dress? Is best dress her green one? Best dress. 
Ooh, Heloise has some good looks. I'm, I'm actually going to say that first time they go out walking when she's got the hood yeah. on, that outfit is probably oh, my favorite hood, one in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Quarantine yeah, look, is, baby. She's got kind of like gloves, and she just looks like very fucking classy. Yeah. yeah. I think the green dress is fine. Yeah. It's beautiful, but it's also like, it, I think Marianne, Marianne says it, it summarizes it well. It's like, yeah, this will work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, this will do. It's here. This will do. This will mm-hmm. look good painted. Yes. Right. Yes. But it did feel a little bit less like the thing that any of these characters wanted to be wearing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't. It looked like it was supposed to look good. But we as the viewers are like, yeah, it looks fine. And I, I think that's very intentional. very well designed in that way. Yeah. Sure. So maybe most effective dress was the was the green one. But the best one. The most purposeful dress. Yeah. yeah. Oh dear. Mm. Mm. Uh, mm. What what mm. about what about best painting? There are a few. Yeah. Well, Which like, be- best? let's just say, like, best art piece, because there's also, like, sketches and drawings. And sure, stuff. sure, there's sure. A yeah. lot, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. So which one of all of them do you like the most? Which one's the best? Hmm. I like the one where the lady's on fire. Well, mm. that one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, it's pretty I do good. Like the, I do like the portrait she ends up finishing. Yeah, with, with the changed lot. look on the yeah. smile. The yeah, it's like just yeah, it's, it's like good. just sad enough. Yeah, that it, it it works really well. I like the one of Eloise in the future where she's got the little book corner open and she's like, that, <laughs> yeah. "Remember when we fucked each other?" And that's what the painting is called. He he he! Remember when we fucked each other? Classic Renee. That moment was was just so nice, though. I I love that moment and I love that painting. Oh yeah, that that is one of my favorite moments. I think in any romantic movie I've ever seen, it's just so devastating. Absolutely, Um, best painting, best painting. (laughs) Last painting, best painting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hit it and quit it. Uh, Painting wise. Um. Yeah. What are the? Okay. We've got to have at least one more superlative, guys. We can do this. Okay. Okay. Best look, like best glance or stare. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Because like there's facial a facial expression. Of, yeah. Because there's a lot of those. A lot of people mm-hmm. give a lot. Of, that's actually most of this movie is. Most of this movie is lingering glances, <laughs> glances yeah. and yeah. facial expressions. So. Again, I gotta go back to that first moment where she's look. She still has like the face mask up, and she's like oh, looking. Yeah. Just direct, like almost looking through, uh, uh, mm. uh Marianne. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very good. It is. I like I'm the torn. I like the exchanges uh, on the beach in the. I think it's their first walk where they like are staring at each other, but they're not staring at each other because they like. We're like Marianne keeps yeah. looking at her, yeah. and yeah. Yeah, Eloise yeah. keeps like shooting her a look, like what the fuck are you looking? Yeah, at? yeah. and yeah, like I whatever. That. Yeah, like the last one in that scene is like. Eloise just straight up being like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's like, hey, <laughs> stop. I know what you're doing. What are you doing? And I, I really enjoyed that. She's like a little bratty almost. And that was fun. Also, I love somebody going, I know what you're doing. What are you doing? Classic <laughs> <laughs> catchphrase. <laughs> I know what you're doing. What are you doing? <laughs> I believe that's entrapment. <laughs> you might be right. I want you to know that I know what you're doing. But you need to tell me. But, you but what are you doing? Tell me. <laughs> you need to say it. Um, Sean Connery. It's double jeopardy. Mm, yeah, can't catch you for that. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good look. <laughs> it's a good look. It is a pretty good look. It's a good you look. Got, here's an underrated one. 
There, okay. or at, at least, uh, I think people are really sleeping on this one. When, when they're playing, all the conversations are looks. This was always left out. The cards, the cards scene where they're playing the slap 'em game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are, I don't think, no one in particular, but there are a lot of shared looks that are extremely warm and very nice between mm-hmm. the two lead women, and I think those are treasures. And I would probably have to comb through that scene to find one in particular that I liked, but there's a lot of good shit in there. A lot of good shit. Yeah. Yeah. I love Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh my what a, god! What a wonderful film for the whole family. Well, not for the whole family. <laughs> Well, boys, we did it. We talked a lot about Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Wow. Uh, what are some of the names we came up with? We got we got Portrait of a Lady on Fire. We got Fortnite of a Lady on Fire. <laughs> Portrait of a Guffman on Fire. <laughs> Guffman on Fire. And oh, then uh, shit. Let's all shit on this French baby. I think. Was one of the <laughs> no, Portrait of a shitty haircut. That's right. It was Portrait of a shitty haired baby. Oh, shitty haired baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah portrait right. of a shitty haired baby. baby. Yeah. So you watched that movie, and we talked about that movie Uh, through a series of critical contexts. The so many of them we did. What if someone was imagining the whole thing? We asked. What if it was a musical? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and superlatives like I uh, spoke over. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we did superlatives (laughs) and musicals, and then there was. Pull uh, Peter Jackson. Into, yeah. Peter Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> the easiest one to do. <laughs> Peter Jackson. Peter we also Jackson. Dipped Peter our toes Jackson. into shipping it and pretty quickly dipped our toes out of it. That water was cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's cold. too windy to bathe today. Yeah. Too windy to bathe. In that water. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Well, gentlemen, this was a blast. Uh, I guess that brings us to everyone's favorite part of the show, which is plugs. David, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Plugs. I'm on a show called The Hypotheticast, uh, which we sort of alluded to earlier in this episode. Mm -hmm. It's a show about hypothetical questions and games and mostly stuff that's fun and nice to listen to. And then another show called The Fable Forge, which is about D&D. It's about (laughs) D&D. That's all I'm going to say. Bye-bye. <laughs> what about you, Vaughn? Matthew? Uh, <laughs> um, There's a comma in there. I am at mbonbon on Twitter. Uh, political and puppy retweets. Uh, piece of social media. Not social media. That's social media. Pop it culture. Is. Uh, <laughs> hey, isn't social media just pop culture at this point? Right, right, right. 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 That it means, means nothing. That's what only, I just said means nothing. It's the only content being created right now is on social media. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz on Netflix oh, yeah. is a fucking great time. Oh, it's so good. Uh, so funny. Those guys, I cannot even fathom how their minds work. It's just incredible to witness. They do some really clever things with the format of an improv show that I've never really seen before. Yeah. Um, and they like figure it out on stage in front of the audience too. Sometimes when they get lost, and it's great. That's what. Yeah, that's specifically <laughs> what I'm talking about. Is yeah. Like talk through the process of yeah. the characters and like remembering what happened. As as and I don't know. I've I've been debating about whether or not they're actually confused every time. Right. Or whether or they're catching they're everybody just doing it to catch the audience up. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is brilliant for it like a long form improv. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that's a great, that's a great show. Yeah. And there's three of those on Netflix. Yes, yeah. there's three of them. Uh, Christian, how about you? What do you got to plug? 
Oh, thank you for asking. Uh, I am on Twitter, but you don't need to know about that if you don't want to. I've still got a ton of uh, playlists on Spotify. Uh, that hasn't stopped yes. yet. They haven't <laughs> yeah. stopped me yet. <laughs> Do you think they will? They, they might. They might put. They might pull me over. Oh, actually, you know, the, this is the lamest fucking thing that I got excited about this oh, week. Oh yeah. This is This is a segment I'd like to call the lamest thing I got excited about this week. <laughs> uh, Spotify updated their UI to show when you're looking at new releases. It mm-hmm. distinguishes on the title whether something is a single, an yep. EP, or an album. It is so helpful. It's oh. so good. I got so excited when I saw that. I don't think that's little. I mean, again, I guess now that I think about it from a perspective that's not mine, it is a very little thing. But, man, that's some good stuff. I've it's never just, been as good... disappointed as being like, oh, sweet, they put out a new album. Just kidding. It's a single. It's, it's just a single. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's my piece of pop culture. Is Spotify's new UI update? I guess. <laughs> oh, I'm a corporate shell. Yeah, uh, like keep it closed, maybe. guys. Keep that economy closed. Um, <laughs> Spotify maybe closed. Keep it, keep, <laughs> no, Spotify, stay open. Oh my God, Spotify! <laughs> if you close, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Oh, it's a disaster to think about. Uh, well, uh, this has been an episode of Contextual Deviance. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you're staying safe, staying home, staying closed. Uh, don't let the bastards bring you down. Uh, the bastards being viruses. The, the virus <laughs> bastards. And, you know, there's a lot of other bastards Damn. that oh, we yeah, don't want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, dis- unsupport your local bastards. Um <laughs> Well, the pants, McConnell. Yeah. Oh, God. these bastards. Yeah. Oh, there's just so many fucking people. The state of Kentucky, really. If you're listening to this from the state of Kentucky, I love you for listening to this show. Holy shit, you guys need to do something about your senators. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You have two of the worst people possible. Anyway, let's not get into that right now. <laughs> uh, let's let's end on a, let's end on a positive note, yeah. and that is the same note we always end on. Because it's the most positive note anyone can end anything on, which is me asking this question and getting a response to this question. Uh, this I like doing it like purred happily. I'm going to ask you this question, and you're going to give me a response to this question. And it's David. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with? Opposite the blackmail lurks a champion. <laughs> okay, that actually sounds like. The beginning of a blackmail message. (laughs) (laughs) Or the end, I should say. Yeah. (laughs) The algebra bursts in the household. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, my algebra bursts. Oh no, my algebra. That's happening a lot with kids learning from home. That's happening a lot in homes. That's actually serious. We shouldn't joke about that, guys. too serious. Yeah, it's too real. Too real. Go again. (laughs) Too real. Okay, one last one. Okay, there we go. Beneath the aardvark quibbles the familiar bum. There we go. Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. You can find more information about us online at our website, contextualdeviance.wordpress.com. You can tweet at us at textdeviance. You can email us at contextualdeviance at gmail.com. Thanks to Minneapolis's own The Badman for the use of their song Gun Tonic off the album Ain't Clean. This has been Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen, and have a nice day.
Have a nice day!